you know, it's hard to even want to say welcome back to another episode of Weekly because it has been so, so many weeks since Weekly has existed. But in this time that we are in and the fact that I'm spending a good amount of time at home and not talking to as many people as I usually would, it kind of makes me want to bring the podcast back. So that's what we're going to do. You know, here we are. Welcome to Weekly 2020. You know, 2020 has already been a crazy decade, and we're only in March. So much has happened over the last few weeks and the last few months, but especially the last few weeks here in the United States, and everything feels different. And I remember just a few weeks ago, a day full of meetings and travel, and that seems like a distant memory at this point, honestly, and the rise of uh, Zoom meetings and Slack and conversations and group threads and things being canceled. It is a crazy time. And I really just, I guess I wanted to bring this podcast back because I feel like documenting some of this for my future self and, um, I don't know, my children, people who might want to listen to this, not that my kids really care at all what I think, but maybe they'll want to look back and think, what was it like during this thing called the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, what does it all mean? So let's document it a little bit and take some time and consider what is going on in the world. I think a lot of this really started taking shape here in the United States and, and in Tennessee where I live currently. A few weeks ago, when things started happening and you started seeing people coming to the U.S., there were cases that were being tested that were positive for the uh, the COVID-19 symptoms of the coronavirus, and it started becoming a real thing um, closer than just something that you see on the news and other people are dealing with. It was real, it was us, and here we were. And even now, as crazy as things are, you know, the, the, the felt effects of that are much greater than the um, actual effects when it comes to numbers because we're doing all that we can to distance ourselves from one another and to flatten the curve, which at this point in time, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast in the future, hopefully there's like a future that we have that's that's good and uh, encouraging. So hello from the future or from the past. Uh, here we are. Um, flattening the curve is something that we just continue to talk about. But really all we're talking about is lessening the effects of the virus spreading among other people. So we've got to stay away from each other and stay inside and stay um, away. And so that is actually... It's easier and harder than you think. It doesn't feel like a lot in the moment when you're doing this. It's like, oh, I should be doing more. I could be doing more. But like the reality is everyone staying at home is literally the best idea to do when you can. And so um, that's been a thing that we're trying to do. It's becoming increasingly more important. And we really should have started this sooner. And I wish that we had, honestly. You've seen states that have taken precautions and, and gotten in front of this thing, and they are doing better than uh, states like my home state of Tennessee that uh, is very slow to do anything. And we're seeing things double and double and double. Just a few days ago, 
there were a handful of cases. Now there's uh, over 600, I think, in Tennessee alone, and that continues to grow. Tomorrow there will be more in a couple days. There'll be over 1,000. It really could be even more than that already uh, with just the information that we have. So things are, are moving so rapidly now, and we weren't prepared for that. And um, I've read enough books and watched enough movies about outbreaks and pandemics to uh, to remember, oh, yeah, there's like this sort of calm before the storm and everyone thinks it's not a big deal. And then it becomes a really big deal. And that's where we're at. Uh, just today was watching the, the news or saw something come through on the news that uh, Virginia, which is the state next to ours, is closing school for the rest of the year. So I feel like we're not that far behind as well in Tennessee in doing something like that, which is wild. Um, but you know what? I'm all in for safety. I want us to take care of ourselves and take care of each other. You know, this pandemic, this COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak, whatever you want to call it, is an opportunity for us to care for each other and to look out for the good of the other. That's actually harder than everyone thinks it is. Because on paper, that sounds really easy. It's like, oh yeah, just do what's good for other people. Just do what is kind of socially good for others. But we're seeing people have a really hard time of in all age ranges and brackets, whether you're a millennial or a boomer or a Gen X or a Gen Z or whatever you are, we're seeing people of all ages have trouble really considering the facts and the reality that this could be dangerous to someone who is not who is not you, who's someone else. Uh, there's been a lot of comments online that I've read that are really disheartening, just kind of shrugging this off saying, well, I'm probably not going to get sick. And so it's going to be fine. And even if some older person gets sick or whatever, it doesn't matter. And that is not a great way to think about society. It's not a great way to think about taking care of one another. And this really has become a reminder for me as someone who, uh, lives a very normal life. You may not even know this about me, but I am a type 1 diabetic. That means that my pancreas does not make any insulin. It has decided that it would rather uh, kill itself and not make insulin to take care of me. And so I have an insulin pump. I rely on insulin to live. Uh, not having that for a few days would send me into kind of a tailspin, and a few weeks would send me into the hospital for sure. Um, and it would be really bad. And I am, you know, one of those sickly people in this regard that is immunocompromised. And I don't like to think about myself in that way. If I'm being honest, I don't like to think about that. I like to think about myself as being a, a, a happy, normal person who could stand to lose a few pounds or 50. Uh, but my weight doesn't make me a diabetic in this regard. Uh, type one is usually called, used to be called juvenile diabetes because children got it. But the reality is people get it as adults as well. It is rare and more rare that way, but it does happen. And it happened to me when I was uh, 21 years old, 22, 22. So I've had it for almost 10 years. Anyways, I am immunocompromised. And I don't like thinking about that, but it's true and it's real. And so I am home 
working from home today, working from home for the foreseeable future, because that is what is safe for me. I don't want to expose anyone either, but I also don't want to be exposed. And it's so easy to expose someone. It's not difficult to do that. You don't have to try very hard. You just have to be carrying that virus with you. And uh, that contact is not difficult. And so I don't want to get this. If I'm being honest, that's a little bit scary for me. I don't like to think about that too much because, I don't know, it's not a really great thing to think about. But the reality is um, it's a possibility that I could get that and I'm immune compromised for something like this. And so out of abundance of caution and care, um, I've been hunkered down at home. Uh, Today was kind of the beginning of a week. Um, Obviously, you're not listening to this in real time because it's a podcast. So I'll just tell you that today was Monday, March 23rd. That is the day that it is. And I worked from home today. And you know what? I got a lot of stuff done. I've got my microphone here set up. I've got a camera that's connected to my computer for some good quality audio and video. I was a part of four Zoom calls and a couple Google Hangout meets as well. And I got a ton of stuff done. And honestly, I'm excited about this week hunkering down and getting some work done because a lot of people's jobs, mine included. Um, there's a lot of other stuff that goes on. Some of that's like good and like, you know, inner office connection and conversation and some of it kind of wastes time. Right. And I think what we're learning in this, uh, work from home economy, work remotely economy, which I've kind of been a part of for a few years. My job is flexible at the church that I work at. I am our online director. And so if I have the internet, I can pretty much work. There's a few things that happen on a regular basis that really require my attention to be there. There's a lot of meetings that I go to and a lot of things that I have input on. But at the end of the day, if I have a computer and a microphone and a camera, I'm ready to go. And so the reality is I'm doing just fine here at home. My kids are home with me today hanging out because they're off of school. And uh, we had a good day. You know, it was not bad at all. And I'm going to do it tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. And for the foreseeable future, this is kind of my jam. And I'm thankful that I have a space in our home that has a desk with a monitor and a keyboard and everything that I can plug my laptop into kind of to simulate my work experience. I've got some lights and stuff in here to, to use for video quality. And, um, I've got my two miniature dachshunds who like to sleep on the couch that is beside the desk. So they're providing some relaxing snoring all day. They're very happy that I am home. So all your dogs are going to be happy that you can work from home. But ultimately, I'm just thankful that I have a job that I can work from home. And I've just been really overwhelmed this week considering people and their circumstances who just kind of immediately lost their income you know, it's it's a weird thing to be in a place where someone wouldn't like lose their job, but their store or restaurant or business just doesn't work right now. It's not happening. I, like, I don't even know how to process that. And so I'm thankful that I have a job that I can do literally from anywhere in the world, but I can especially do it from my home office and that I have a house that has a space. Like, I am just so, so blessed. And so as, as much as I'm concerned about being sick, about being immunocompromised because of my diabetes, like I am just beyond thankful 
for the chance to to do this for employers who care about me and love me and support me and want the best for me and and everyone man everybody is not in that place and and I'm heartbroken I'm thankful and I'm heartbroken at the same time I'm thankful that things are good okay for me right now I won't say they're good they're okay and I'm heartbroken for people who are struggling who are struggling in this time and my I don't know my heart and my prayers just go out to them Oh, it's a lot. It's a heavy time. But in all of this, I think some really good things are going to come from it. Number one, technology. It's been wild in the last week to see the creativity and technology use increase. People are discovering Zoom and other video conferencing and Slack and Rocket Chat and all these apps that people uh, like myself who kind of work online and engage with people online have known about. But now it's like, oh, these are very cool and there's ways for you to stay connected. And that is awesome. And that is so true. There are so many ways to stay connected in this time. And I love that that is happening. There's connection happening. Even when we can't be uh, physically close to each other, we can still be together in what we're doing. There's still uh, a mission and a purpose that we can all work toward, which I hope that doesn't go away. You know, technology can be... uh, a fickle friend, right? I think we've all experienced the negativity that comes online, the difficulty that comes with engaging online. But the good news is there's so much opportunity online as well for connection and for life-giving good things. And so I think my first hope is that we'll use technology uh, for good and for connection. Number two, we're using technology to be innovative. Um, you know, because we are not able to gather, uh, that's a problem for churches, for sure, right? Like, if we can't be together in in any group more than like a handful of people, then we can't gather on Sundays in hundreds or thousands. And so we've been forced to take our online our gatherings online for online gatherings. And this past weekend was kind of the first time that we really gathered online as a, a multi-site church in. Uh, you know, we kind of said on, on from stage, we're not just in uh, several locations now, we're in hundreds of locations and thousands of people tuned in in their homes. And there was community. There was people chatting with each other, praying for one another, commenting. It was so fun, honestly, to be together. And kind of that absence of connection and absence of presence with each other really made that experience even better. And there was innovation and there was thoughtfulness that was going into the technology and the stuff that we were creating. It wasn't just an afterthought that people could watch this online. It was the thought. And I got to watch several uh, online experiences from different churches and was so encouraged just by the, the spirit of everyone and the encouragement that they offered and the hope that they brought. And so there was this, I don't know, there's this opportunity for advancement in these times for growth and for new things and for trying new things and not being afraid to try new things. And I hope that that doesn't go away when we can come back together, that we can still be innovative, that we can still um, figure things out and grow and like make all this stuff happen. So those are two things that I'm encouraged by. Here's some things that I, that I am concerned about. Number one, like what's it going to be like on the other side of this right now? We're still really honestly in the beginning phases of this as a nation, as far as the United States and as far as our area, 
I'm afraid about what's going to happen, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't want to live in fear. I want to live in faith and in trust, knowing that, like, God's going to take care of us. And I believe that. But I also am fearful of what is going to be on the other side. You know, what businesses will not exist, what people's struggles are going to be so uh, painful and real. And I just, again, like, there's so much unknown and unrest and that is scary to me. And I hope that in this time we can come together and we can rally together with one another to make a difference and to really make an impact for each other's lives. But they just don't know. There's just so much unknown about how long this will last, what it will mean, what it will mean for our local economy and our global economy. And there's a lot of people that are smarter than me that are going to help take care of that. And I'm thankful for that for sure, because I can't handle that stuff right now. But, uh, it's a wild time to be alive. This is something that obviously we're never going to forget. It has reached a level that other outbreaks have not, um, even though some have been bigger than this right now, uh, I can't think of anything that has been more widespread than this and global than this. Um, you know, people have said that this is going to be the next generation's 9-11, um, and, and I think it might be. You know, I remember very vividly where I was that morning of September 11th. I was in seventh grade. I was in band in the band room. Someone came and told me, you know, what was happening, and it was un- almost unbelievable, Right. It was like, I don't comprehend this. And I think that in in that way, this is a similar thing for people who are young. It's going to be a defining factor for them because even though they don't they don't feel like my kids don't feel the implications of this. They just think they get extra break. They're just confused why they're not at school. It's like, oh, we're just, you know. Uh, they know that there's kind of like a virus out there, that there's kind of a sickness, that we've got to take care of each other, we got to wash our hands, we got to be safe, um, you know, all those things, we got to stay away from school, but they just think that they're on a break, and that's great. I want them to keep enjoying that and really just enjoying their time off and the time we have together, but I do think they'll look back, and this will be a, a molding time and a time of development for them, kind of a bedrock thing in their life, and what I've noticed just personally, is how quickly things can change. You know, I I like schedules and routines. I like making plans and putting them on a calendar, adding things to my to-do list, reminding me when I, you know, get somewhere. I use my watch to remind me when I get to the office to check something off, to find something. I'd remind it when I get, I tell my watch to remind me when I get home to do this thing or do that thing. I like knowing what's going on. And this experience has reminded me that like it could all change. You know, we say that all the time. I'm just so thankful for today because who knows what tomorrow holds. And it's like, uh, yep, I remember last week when everything was kind of okay and then it was Monday and it wasn't okay anymore. And now we're in a, now we live in a new world, you know, and, and I don't know what next week's gonna hold. And people are saying that it's gonna get worse. And I like, I don't know. I'm sorry for rambling because I didn't prepare well for this episode, but I just kind of want to capture what's going on in my head and in my mind right now. I am excited, nervous, hopeful, grateful, sad, all at the same time. 
And I hope that you're doing okay. I hope that whatever this podcast finds you, if you're listening to it in 2020, uh, in March, right? We're kind of, today's March 23rd. Maybe you're hearing this soon. Maybe you're hearing this in the future and you're like, uh, everything's fine, man. Why are you so worried? I hope that's true. I hope that we can look back and say this wasn't as bad as it could have been. So here we are. It's um, the beginning of a new week. I don't know what this week's going to hold. I don't really know what tomorrow's going to hold, but I'm grateful for what I have right now. And I know that I'm not going to take that for granted anymore. And so I'm going to be working from home. We're going to be in this isolation bubble, like the bubble boy from Seinfeld. If you've ever saw that, a lot of you are younger than me and you probably don't even know what that is. That's fine. We're going to practice safe uh, social distancing together and we are going to get through this. So stay safe out there, stay isolated, and uh, we will get through this together alone. Okay, well, that's all I have today. Welcome back to Weekly. More updates coming. Um, If nothing else, I'm just going to use this time to uh, keep track of things as my digital diary because I do journal every day. I take notes about my life, but it's not like worth sharing. There's nothing in there that's worth sharing. It's more of a personal practice. Uh, For me, podcasting is something that I can do to share my thoughts with the world. So these are my thoughts. Uh, We are in my first week of sort of staying at home isolation for COVID-19. We'll see what happens um, in the coming weeks ahead. Be sure to subscribe to Weekly. You know, sometimes it comes out. You should just subscribe because you never know what might happen. And uh, who knows what's going to happen this year, honestly. So come along for the ride. Come hang with us. And uh, we'll ride this out together. And like I said, stay safe. Stay well. We will get through this together alone.